are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to United 96 here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here, the international break, we're almost over. Almost over. Though it wasn't a completely international break. We also had Washington Spirit, so I don't want to discount that. But from a men's soccer perspective, we are almost at the end of the international break. The United States men's national team on the verge of qualifying for the World Cup. Impending disaster. I know I am tempting fate. Apparently, uh, U.S. soccer also wants to tempt fate by bringing out a qualified banner before they're actually officially qualified. Um, but yeah, John, how was you doing, man? How was your week? How was your weekend? Hope you had hope hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, and I feel like I stayed I think I promised that I would not stay up late and watch a US national team. I lied. I watched all of those games. Uh, I'm apparently a fan now, I guess. I don't know what happened. Something <laughs> something weird happened where uh they they did not make me angry for once, so I watched it. Let, let's I I did want to spend maybe a couple minutes on that. I, what, and let's just let's do a couple minutes. But for, before we get started there, yes. for the folks that are here, I wanted to call your attention to the snazzy United 96 uh, sweatshirt that I have on here, which you know where you can get it. You can get that at rfkrefugees.com slash merch to my two stage right over here. I have a kindred spirits t-shirt drying, uh, cause I didn't want to put it in the dryer yet. Uh, but if, if you're, if you're want to support the show in a way that actually gets you something as opposed to, we like when you support the show monetarily, we're big fans of that. But if you want to support the show monetarily and have something that you can wear or drink out of or keychain or whatever, Whatever the things that we've made available to you uh, on rfkrefugees.com slash merch, uh, you can do that. So highly suggest you check that out. See if anything strikes your fancy for you, for your family. For, there's toddler-sized things because I have a child and I thought it would be funny to have, a, have her in a t-shirt. So that's what we do now. That's, uh, everybody can, everybody can uh, clothe their entire family in podcast gear. <laughs> and we got everything for you choosing before we just had the one t-shirt. Now we have the the sweatshirt. We have the merch. We have the coffee cup, I think. We, and we still have like, scarves. We still have scarves that are on sale, I still believe. scarves <laughs> on sale, on sale for cheap. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely support the show. We love it when you do. Regardless of how you do it, you guys are incredible. You guys have been amazing about supporting us. Um, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, let's get into it. Uh, first, let's before we talk DC, let's let's talk uh, let's talk some national team. I'm, we're not going to go deep into it. There are a lot of other podcasts out there that have much more in depth, much more analysis, and have and have hosts that both of them actually like the national team. <laughs> I okay. So to be clear, I like I do. Like I don't. The US Ted, I was me. I was talking about me. Yes, <laughs> you talking about you. I was talking about me. I, I I still support the U.S. men's national team. By the way, uh, kudos out there. I I. Grant Wall is not not a personality that I, as a person, uh, I think he can be a little thin skinned. Uh, let's just say to the least. But he did put out <laughs> he's an not excellent. A, he's not a personality that I like as a person. <laughs> is that what he's yeah, saying? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm I don't tired. like him. No, no, no. I, I wasn't making I, funny. I wasn't making funny. I think it's just a funny concept. Like that's a person. Not really a big fan of the Grant yeah, Wall. Yeah, yeah. He's he's done some things over the years that have not. Uh, that have rubbed me, rubbed me the wrong way. Have rubbed other people who do this, you know, passionately. Uh, I won't get into I the Beckham get, get experiment was pretty good, though. Read that. The book. Beckham experiment was good. I read that, and you know, he is a, he is an excellent journalist. And I I, I have to say, uh, kudos to him for uh, he he interviewed uh, apparently some of the player some of the fans out there uh, talking about the toxicity of the U.S. men's national team. You, you know, I've talked about it. Other people have talked about it. 
it's funny to me the people who are part of that toxicity who are vi- viscerally defending themselves from this toxicity saying like what well, we can't criticize no you can criticize absolutely you can criticize there comes a point though where it gets a little bit excessive um but talking about the national team love uh love areola scoring yep love this th- what was so what was so incredible about this game is just all the criticism that Greg Burhalter has gotten over the years this was probably the two most important games of this window, and he absolutely nailed it tactically. But player decision, player decisions were on point, and he did this with like several key players missing. Um, absolutely, uh, an incredible job for him. I think this this should rest any doubts that he isn't a good coach. He is a coach. He is a a very very good coach, in my opinion. Uh, is he an exceptional like you know Jose Mourinho Pep Guardiola type maybe not but he certainly knows what he is doing he is not clueless um he is closer to this team than you are and i think he showed it that he can do something that was uh that that was actually probably some of the best things and it was just it was just awesome to see Paul score i've never cheered hard harder for a goal when he scored that goal so um second i loved it yep. second headed goal of his entire career Yes. <laughs> Which Second when, to go. When you're five, five six, that's a that's a thing how that goes. Oh, great run by him to to sort of create the space yeah. for for header there. Yeah, I mean it was a great game. I I'm most impressed about the team from a national team perspective. I care about mentality and mm-hmm. I care about how they how they come out, out of the gates. And I think it took them about ten minutes. There was a foul on Shaq Moore. I think Stuart mm-hmm. Holden called it out. And then the team was like, Oh, we should win this game. Like we should do that. That should be a good idea. Uh I would like that to start from the start. I remember when I used to follow this team closely, that was always sort of the problem. They would get themselves in a hole and have to fight out of it. Uh, it would be great if they could stop doing that, particularly against better opposition. But like you said, they 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 had the best first half offensive performance of the qualifying cycle, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second half... Obviously, there was many weren't as many goals, but it was it was still they had the game in hand. They started to open up a little bit, and pa- and uh, Panama was obviously scored a goal, but they were getting a, a little bit more of a dangerous opportunity, and and they also scuffed a few chances. Giorena could have scored right out of the half mm-hmm. and on his first touch, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think you got to be excited about Wednesday, tempting fate and all. I think there is. They would have to lose by six, and, and then they would just go to qualifying. They would go to the playoff. So they're they are at least guaranteed a playoff game to get mm-hmm. into the World Cup. It will not. It will not end, regardless of what happens, unthinkable or not. The U.S. men's national team will not end their qualifying uh, against Costa against Costa Rica. So um, I think that that's an important important thing to say. It will not be as bad as the as the infamous game in in Trinidad. Uh, as far as that goes, I have to say, I, I think I, I will say one of the most impressive parts is the way they, they ran up the score on that win, because I think it fully put that it, it basically put Costa Rica completely out of the picture. I think Costa Rica is going to be monitoring Mexico more more than anything and kind of seeing what they need to do to do that. And if they score six goals, it'll be more than half of the total goals they have scored. Uh, so that's all I got to say about that. I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh Let's talk. Let's go switch to the why people want to talk to us, and that's DC United. DC United did not play this weekend, uh, last weekend, but they were very busy. Very busy. They have officially acquired, we talked a little bit about in this show, they have acquired Chris Durkin. Uh, they have sent uh, $200,000 in general allocation money this year, $125,000 in general next year, uh, uh, $125,000 in GAM next year to Houston. There we go. Got there. Uh, and then they also need to pay a transfer fee, which is apparently around $600. 
which they sold him. I wish it were six hundred dollars. That would rule. Yeah, six hundred thousand. Yes. <laughs> I am so sorry, folks, guys. I it, I was refereeing all weekend. I am sore as anything. It's been a it's been a long weekend. I apologize if I am completely off the rails. You're fine. In this show. It's just funny. <laughs> so so uh, sold for one more. We sold it for more than one million. So that's the biggest kicker. Arbitrage. <laughs> we it was basically a loan in which DC United made money. Uh, he appeared in seven. He appeared in seventy two matches with forty nine starts in all competitions. Uh, I think exciting here is that Durkin signed a three year contract with a club option. So he's here. He's here now for a little bit. The, the, the club option is, is uh, that's something DC United started to do more and more. I think it's smart. Uh, terms are not disclosed, but he is the first DC United young money signing. So he's under yes. 20. He's, he's an under 22 player, which if you're unfamiliar and if you're a normal person, you're unfamiliar with this. The idea is that DC or MLS wants clubs to sign younger players and then sell them to make more money to, so that the league is more financially solvent uh, and they're willing to let teams pay those players with funny money from the league. Uh, that's what this is. So while this is not sort of the player they had in mind with how these things go, I don't think, and I don't think when they conceived this in the league office, they were thinking DC United could use this to bring Chris Durkin back. That's not what they were thinking, but it just so happens that he's still under 22 and the team was able to use this mechanism. It's great because it lessens the salary cap burden on the, on the club. I'm wondering how long, probably just until he's 23, and I believe he's 22 this season. I think this might be the only year that this, that's the case. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what I that's I my thought. think I think you can carry this. I'll have to go. I, I, I might pull up the rules. Uh, the rules. I, I'm on the MLS website. I bet I can find the the rules. But I'll have to I have to think. I think this is like. I think they can pretty much carry this uh, carry this through. I think until he's like 25 or something like that. I, I think if I remember correctly, grandfather. Like the idea of this is yeah to, to like once you're in this program, then you're like in it. Uh, for a consecutive amount of time. The most interesting part of that part about this is that I talked about this when we were signing. Like, could he be in a U22 sign? And I read through the U22s and I'm like, there's nothing saying that he isn't. I mean, but I can imagine MLS being like, no, 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 you can't. We don't want, this is not what we want this rule to be. You're not going to resell Chris Durkin probably. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not what we want it to be, but apparently it, it works. And, and DC, I'm certainly happy that it's lessens the cap hit. It certainly probably opens up the team to maybe some, some other moves, hopefully. Um, and keeps and gives this team what they need, which is uh, some some uh, center midfield depth. Which I think after these first um, these first few uh, few games, I think is becoming necessary. As good as uh, Jafal has been, I think this team still needed maybe just one more piece in there. So uh, it's good good to have that. So so Ted, what does this do for DC United's lineup and sort of the depth in that position? What do you 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 had said before we were talking? You don't imagine that he's going to start this weekend uh, against Atlanta. So. Overall, what do you think this signing does? Is he the long-term starter uh, next to Rus- Russell Canals uh, starting as soon as he's ready? I think he gives you he gives you something a little different. I almost see him as potentially like a. I mean, Russell Canals is. I'm not going to say he's. Uh, I forget what his age is. I think pretty sure he's like he's mid twenties. If I'm not mistaken, I know he can't young enough to young. not think about replacing him yet. I would say would be my yeah young young enough not to think about replacing him. But I I think most importantly he brings depth and competition. I think that's that's the sort of key part here. Uh, when you looked at this lineup, it was kind of like Russell Canals is your baked in starter twenty six. Uh, 
Yeah, 26. So he, yeah, still, still got some time, still got some time there. But I mean, this team has moved players when, you know, they don't, you know, want to pay that big contract. So maybe Durkin coming in, you've got him locked up for three years. I'm not sure what Canals' contract situation is or where he is in his contract. Um, but I think this gives you maybe a little bit of insurance in case he wants more money than you're willing to pay him on the cap. Uh, and you're like, well, we gotta we gotta figure out a way to move him, and uh, we got we got to back up in there. Um, I think, but I think most importantly, Durkin gives you depth in there. He gives you a choice. If if Kanaus goes down, you're not looking at Skundrich anymore. You're looking at Durkin. Durkin moves right in ahead of there, and we've seen uh, Kanaus deal with some injury injury issues. Kanaus um, is on three hundred thousand dollars as of 2020, and he's on a three year deal uh, through next year. So just, uh, just that's a, a there's probably an option attached to that too. I usually there is not 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 specified, but usually that is the case. So I think that that's I think that that's good. Depending on how Durkin does, if Durkin really really blows the doors off, you could see them sort of swapping that out. He's making not a lot of money. He probably elevates probably you know fifty seventy five thousand dollars each year. Those contracts. He's been hurt too much to really consider him as a nailed on forever starter for this team. If mm-hmm. there's opportunities to improve and find more consistent performances. But um, I would say for, certainly for 2022, that's, that's your starting lineup right there. They, they, the, 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 the amount of money that they paid to bring him in uh, the fact that they let, and we'll, we'll get to a question about this. I want to ask it now versus later uh, the depth you've given up in that position and the performance of the other players, uh, who have stepped in to deputize other than Jafal, uh, you you know that you needed to fi- cause a fix here. It wasn't just a matter of the you weren't going to be able to throw Drew Skundrich out there 18 times and this team was going to make the playoffs. The question there from DC Ulysses says, how would you compare Durkin to Moreno and Felipe? Is he a better talent, cheaper, willing to come off the bench so that Nyman can develop? Overall, is it an upgrade or downgrade at the position that two proven guys are gone and now Durkin is back? Uh, I'll go first. I'll go each each part. We'll break break this down each part of this. How would you compare Durkin to Moreno and Felipe? I think Durkin, as I recall, not that long ago, Durkin had the skill set, the like the, the the slide rule passing of Moses Nyman. The good parts about Moses Nyman's game. <laughs> uh, he's bigger. He's a bit more physical now. I believe he was a little skinnier when he left. He's he's filled out a little bit. I think that Felipe. Is is much more hard nosed, and Moreno doesn't really bring much to the offense. I think that Durkin has a more of a well rounded game than both of those players. More of a Canals versus those players that are maybe your typical destroyers. What do you think? I mean, I mean, I guess the thing about Durkin is I really I don't know what kind of player he really is going to be. I haven't been watching. Saying you have I've kept no. I, I've what been, <laughs> I've been trying to. I I whenever he was playing, but I feel like every time I turn on the TV, he would either you know not be playing. I think I watched one game with him. Couldn't really glean much from that game. Um, I mean, what I remember is I think what you remember. He he could certainly shoot a long ball. Um, he was very raw. He didn't always. I, I think physically he was a little bit overmatched. Kind of like how Nyman is now. I mean, yep. Nyman certainly still has. Has grown a little bit in that physicality, but but hasn't really brought it. I'll be I'll be very excited to see what sort of those years in Europe, you know, under you know in Europe, you know, playing semi pretty much regularly. I mean, he was a certainly a regular fixture in that um, in that Saint Truden lineup, and he got regular minutes. So I'll be very curious to see, like you know, has he maybe developed something that maybe he didn't have. Um, it sort of reminds me, I mean, when this team brought in Russell Canals, Russell Canals spent 
several years in Germany and came here and really, you know, solidified himself in that center midfield spot very, very quickly. So I'm hopeful maybe we'll see him uh, we'll see him do that this year. So I, I think I'm very excited to see what type of player he's going to become because, I, I mean, I, I don't think you go there. From what I saw w- with him at D.C., I don't think you go over, even though Belgium's not like a top league, I don't think you go there, play as much as he did, and you do not see some sort of significant improvement on what we saw in D.C., uh, Plus, this so team I, I, is biased about Belgium, right? I think from the coaching staff, <laughs> they're obviously going to say that you know performances there are, are, are worthwhile. And, and and I will say, I think he might be a little bit. I, I'm not going to say St. Truton played exactly as Arnon Lasada, but they definitely did. I do remember them playing very much like a pressing system. It was almost a system that looked like five at the back. Uh, but I remember watching. I think I turned on. I, I do remember very vividly turning on a game, seeing the lineup, being like, "Oh man, this team's just going to sit back." Nope, they were pressing, and Durkin was a part of that press. So I don't think this is a system that he is uh, necessarily unfamiliar with. Yeah, I, I want to keep us moving here on the show. There's yeah. uh, so there no DC United games. Obviously, we already discussed that. But two of our two DC United players were in action uh, in World mm-hmm. Cup qualifiers. Uh, Michael Estrada played 32 minutes in a 3-1 loss to Paraguay. Uh, Foot Mob had him at a 6.2, forever, whatever that's worth. And Edison Flores played 45 minutes in a 1-0 loss to Uruguay. Came on a halftime, got a 6, no shots, uh, no chances created, and was the most fouled player on Peru, for whatever that's <laughs> worth. Uh, so we're looking forward to those players coming back healthy. They didn't come, they're not injured. Uh, they are uh, in a place where hopefully we've got all of our players at our disposal. One more, one more game to get through. One more game to get through. That's true. Thank, I, you're um, right. You're right. I, I jinxed us. <laughs> um, uh, so I guess next uh, DC night, of course, yep. has uh, uh, the, uh, the Atlanta game uh, coming up on Saturday, Saturday 7.30. Uh, their last game was a 3-3 draw to Montreal. Uh, they're one point of uh, right. one point up on DC in the table. I'm honestly, John. Why did you you wrote that on the rundown? Who gives a crap about the table right now? It literally doesn't. Sure. You know why, Ted? I don't start. You know I why I, I wrote that, start, Ted? I don't stop caring. I don't stop caring about the table until like May, man. Come Ted, on. I wrote that because <laughs> we have preview Atlanta, and then it said three three tie. <laughs> so I was just trying to come up with something to say about the. So yes. One point four four <laughs> games into the season, it doesn't matter. But sometimes you got to have words to say. Saturday, uh, we're looking at a high of fifty seven, which is going to be at which is what, spring weather. Wh- spring weather, which is better than uh, the last time I was at Audi Field. So I really can't complain too much. Uh, and the and and better the last time I was at Audi Field as well, which was the home opener. <laughs> so, granted, the one point above the table doesn't matter, but things that do matter from an early statistical standpoint. Uh, they have scored eight goals. They have also conceded eight goals. Yep. So that's interesting. I think that that's, uh, you know, I think we said sort of before the before the show started, uh, not defensively sound very much yet. Uh, DC United probably is uh, not offensively minded yet. We're not. So it's, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how this sort of breaks out. But all time, this is a little bit of a peculiarity of uh, of, of things. Uh, six wins for DC. Six wins for Atlanta. No draws ever. So the Ernan, remember when Ernan came and he was like, I'm never going to have a squirrel straw ever. <laughs> or basically that was the, so uh, no draws uh, in this situation, particularly with these two defenses, probably. And Atlanta's uh, only absence from a red card suspension is Dom Dwyer. And as we said, DC United has currently, knock on wood, before international games conclude, no one on the injury list. So uh, let's get a prediction. DC United scuffling. <laughs> Atlanta 
not really killing it, but certainly scoring goals. Mm-hmm. I, my prediction is going to be Atlanta 2, DC United nothing. Ooh, you're going negative. Man. I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm thinking the defense is going to be poor. I'm going I'm going 3-2 DC. I'm going to go with the win. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm I'm feeling positive. I'm feeling positive. I think that's fine. Let's get so we've got a guest coming and join us here in about 2 minutes. I want to get through these Twitter questions real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh at soccer enjoyer. This is maybe a longer question, so we may not be able to get this very quick. Ideal lineup, favorite player this season, best player so far this season. I think the second and third one are going to be the same one for you. Yep. Why don't you say what it is? Jafal. Yes. It's Jafal. It's Jafal. He's been he's been honestly the best player. Not the best player for this team, I'll say, but like the most impressive player coming out of this season. So I'm happy with Brad sure. Smith. I think that he has been he has been a a worthy uh, six. Uh, it's not been great. But I think in a in a team where the forwards are clicking, I think he will be very useful, and where also Julian Gressel is clicking. The team is just not there yet. Bill Hamid is doing his thing. Lots of lots of gaps otherwise. And ideal lineup, honestly, uh, basically what we saw against TFC, just swap uh, Flores for Taxi and uh, maybe Kamara for Estrada. I'm flipping between the two. And I, I would, think I want to see more, I want to see more of Estrada. And so. I'd put Durkin in for Jafal, and then that's and then that's where we would leave it. Uh, Pat McGill says, if we trade Ola, who should be the penalty kick taker? It's an interesting question. I don't think, uh, I mean, right now it's Estrada. I mean, basically Estrada would be, he took the PK in the Charlotte game. Let's go one deeper than that though. Let's take, let's take Estrada off the table. Who do you think? I'm trying uh, to find an unconventional. Fine. Yes, it will. He attempted, (laughs) he he attempted two penalty kicks for, I mean, he's he's your highest paid player. You got to take the PK. I was trying to find somebody funny, but fine. Taxi, the DP. (laughs) Uh, at Dan Demand Morris says so far Matt Doyle seven uh, Matt, Matt Doyle has been correct about the second season burnout under has Matt Doyle been correct about yeah. the second season burnout under Lasada system or are we witnessing a lack of talent new players learning a new system or maybe both I think the new signings will help but I've been thinking about the energy levels on the team let's say you I say first two games I would have agreed with this with that with Matt Doyle uh. Maybe even the third game. The last game said, "Be okay. The system can still work and function." And I, I am less inclined to believe that. Um, I think it does come down to lack of talent. They're getting more talent in the system. Hopefully, Taxi works out. Everybody's excited. He's got to work out. Um, and I think that's going to be the thing that might elevate this team if he can come in and be that player, uh, be that DP that's successful. Because this team really needs it right now. There's a lot riding on on Taxi. And him being successful, lack of talent is the is the key driver. I think watching watching Paul play for the national team and realizing that he was not really replaced so mm-hmm. uh, yet, obviously for the team, and seeing the gap and what you have in for, as far as creativity in that final third and speed, uh, mm-hmm. you you see where the gap is. Uh, yeah. Stinky Pit on Discord on the DC United Discord said, "Is coming back to DC United good or bad for Durkin's career? Not so much for DC United. It's good for Durkin's career. It's it's certainly disappointing." Like, let's not be clear. Like, we all thought he, I think he even he thought he was going to go to Belgium, play well, and move on to somewhere else. He was on the radar of several Serie A, uh, I think at least one Serie A club I saw. So it's disappointing. No, no question about it's disappointing. Um, but I think it's good for him to come back where he's going to have an opportunity to get minutes, opportunity to show himself, and then maybe he still does get that next move. Um, I He's 22. He's still very, very young. He plays well two, three seasons. He might get that 
get that next move, um, especially if he really supplants himself in this lineup. Hope he does. Uh, and last qu- Twitter question. Again, thank you guys for sending those to United96Pod. Do that every Monday night or every whenever you want. We'll, we'll, we'll read them on the show. Uh, Richard Rolson says, with the addition of Taxi and Durkin, what position or skill set would you like to see DC United get next? We still need a backup goalkeeper, but that's kind of boring. So I won't say that. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's neither here nor there at this point. Um, I'm going to say honestly, it's it's a replacement for Flores. It's somebody to challenge Flores and give us another option. Right now, we don't have another option there. Uh, we needed more depth. We needed more options in center midfield. We have that now. Next up is is the front, in my opinion. Yep. In the attack. Yep. No 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 differences of opinion here. All right. So we teased a guest for the show, and well, we we're going to do that. We're going to bring that uh, that guest on now. Uh, we have Adam. Uh, from next in line, the DC United or the Loud United podcast uh, on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Adam, are you there? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? We can. Adam, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us on this Monday night. Uh, Loud United. Uh, I think I think I saw right before the show they're eleventh in the USL power rankings. Is that, that is that correct? Did I read that correctly? Well, it's in the power rankings, but even higher if you pay attention to the actual uh, standings. <laughs> right. Uh, so, they're tied for third place right now with uh, Pittsburgh, who's their who saw, uh, next opponent. If you want, who, who want saw me this coming? That. Who saw this? Who, who saw this Honestly, team having three both clean sheets? Me and the other Adam. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely. Yeah. They, they, I mean, they, we they, got. Oh, we got. Oh. oh. Sorry, sorry, didn't no, mean to. No, go ahead. That's no, fine. I said that the team the team spent some money on some veterans here. They actually maybe put a little bit more effort into this season into being competitive, and it's already borne fruit very, very quickly defensively. They have three clean sheets in three games. Uh, what? Uh, yeah. Do you, how long can this continue? A uh, and, and B. <laughs> I think uh, Ryan Kiefer brought this up. The, the crucible has is, is approaching. You're, you've played some MLS two sides. You've played. Teams that had new coaches getting in new systems. Now you've got a lot of the USL Championship stalwarts coming up. Uh, how, how do you see this next month going? I'll let you. I'll let you bask in the happiness first. So go ahead and do that. But then tell me how you see these next couple games going. Yeah, I mean it's been pretty great so far. Seeing uh, Kimarni Smith being able to step it up a notch. You know, be the guy that DC uh, hoped they were getting when they drafted him. Got to see uh, Ted Cudi Pietro uh, pop on down for uh, <clears throat> the first game in the uh, snow-covered battlefield against Indy 11. Uh, it was nice to see him do that. We got the back line anchored by Hayden Sargis and uh, Rio Hope Gund and uh, a couple others. And uh, I don't know if it's because Sargis is turning and Rio are turning out really good or if uh, Frederick Briant, their new assistant coach, is uh, teaching him well, maybe both. And uh, they're making life a lot easier for Luis Zamudio, uh, guy from Miami, who they just signed like three days before the uh, <laughs> start of the season. And three clean sheets, and now <clears throat> I think he's has, uh, his yeah. back. His, his, the other goalkeeper, I'm, I'm, I'm failing on his name, who signed from New England Revs 2 is now available. So I'm wondering if he. Uh, I yeah. think he was not intended to be the starter. Do you think they, they make a change that quickly? And, and even though he has three clean That's sheets? That's a good or? question. Um, personally, I think they're just going to go with the hot hand, at least for now, but, uh, you know, subject to change. And also, I'm curious why they signed Trey Muse if they were just going to loan him out to uh, Memphis. 
Right. Because he does have a championship pedigree, let's say, as I mentioned in my season preview, he uh, was technically on Seattle's uh, MLS Cup winning team, though he didn't actually play. But he did spend a lot of time with the Tacoma Defiance, so you think that uh, they give him a shot. Uh, But that's another story. We can explore that more in another time. Do you know where, Adam, Um, do you know where that can be explored? I think that can be explored on the Next in Line podcast, which comes out on Wednesdays every other week, where Adam and other Adam uh, give you all the news on Loud United. They talk about DC United Academy, information that you cannot find anywhere else. I can tell you right now, there is no other Loud United podcast. There is no other podcast that covers DC United Academy. So make sure that you are subscribed to that podcast uh, on all of your all of your favorite podcatchers. Adam, that's why I'm a professional. Uh, but Ted has a, Ted has a question wow, here he I wants to ask you. <laughs> Ted, hit, hit him with a question. Yeah, I, I, you did mention a little bit about um, about Sargis. Uh, he's maybe a player that we DC fans haven't had a chance to really see. Um, I'm sure many people uh, do want to watch Loud United, but I, I guess how has he sort of looked this year in these first few games? Um, you know. Mm-hmm. Where where do you think he lies? I know USL Championship. He was an amazing player for uh, for Sacramento, um, but I yep. guess how how have things looked? How has he been slotting into that and into that system in Loudon? So far, he's been doing pretty well. He's you know been able to uh, keep the ball in front of him as much as possible, been able to assist other players when needed, but uh, doesn't float too far out of the center back position. And uh, think, and it seems that you know, thanks to him, the pressure is off the goalkeeper quite a bit right now. <laughs> That's uh, him, good. Him and That's him good. and Rio, I think, are leading uh, USL in passing. So they're this, they they have been at least last game was kind of weird. The other the other games before that, they were uh, much more dominant in possession. I actually had an opportunity to watch the game live, and I enjoyed that. Yeah. But uh, I want to <laughs> I want to make sure we have a chance to quickly preview the the Pittsburgh game this weekend. Uh, is that a home game? Yeah. I think it is. Uh, yeah, no, tell us how that... they're going no, not. out to Pittsburgh. In fact, yep. some of High the uh, yep. Loudon supporters are trying to organize a road trip there. Awesome. I may or may not go there myself, depending on how uh, certain events shake out. Uh, yes, so pre- that, pre- yeah, uh, it is going to be. Yeah, it is going to it is going to be their uh, first real test. I think you know, like I said, they're tied near the top of the. Uh, table right now and pittsburgh has some uh pretty uh pretty big power i mean they usually have it the past few years but also a few names popped up you might recognize uh, dane kelly who was Ooh. very briefly <laughs> with uh dc in uh, 2018 yeah and then they sent him right back down to richmond which was the dc affiliate at the time <laughs> Yeah, he, he did well. He did well for Richmond. He did well for Richmond, if yeah. I remember correctly. Is Jalen Robinson still playing for Pittsburgh? He played last year. Um, yeah, I, I don't know is. if he's still there. I do know that Robbie Dambrot, who was on Loudon, is uh, there now. Even scored a goal for uh, Pittsburgh. So nice. That's going he, to be an interesting thing. He is a free agent now, so you're you're correct. He's not there anymore. Anyway, uh, what are you, what are your yeah. what are your thoughts about this? Uh, what's a, what's the score prediction? We like to make wild ass score predictions on this show. What's uh, what's your prediction? I'm going to say that it's going to be a tough battle. I'm going to go with uh, be slightly optimistic though and say two uh, one uh, Loudon over Pittsburgh. 
Nice. Moody win. gets scored on early, but the boys rally back and uh, put it back late in the second half. That'll be great. I'll have to watch that one on replay as I'm uh, my teeth are chattering at Audi Field. But uh, for <laughs> for everyone that's listening, make sure make sure that you guys are all subscribed to Next in Line podcast. You can find it anywhere. Adam. Mm-hmm. And other Adam, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you abreast on yep. all the Loud United news that, that's going on all the time. Adam, thank you for joining us uh, on the show for the first time live. We appreciate it. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. And as always, stay loud and united. There we go. There we go. Thanks. <laughs> Ooh, good, uh, good, to, good to hear from him and good to talk. Uh, good to talk a little bit. On. Definitely check out the podcast next in line uh, Wednesdays on the RFQ Refugees Podcast Network. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode of United 96. I think we're going to close this out. Uh, John will be there on Saturday. Um, I will be probably catching the second half because it is the opening of the USL League One season and the Richmond Kickers are out, who, by the way, have launched some incredible jerseys. And John, they do, they do look great. I best, they look great. I, 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 best, I best see you in one at some point. Let me just tell you that. I'm going to put that. <laughs> you can find me at, uh, at my seat with a bunch of stickers or walking around. Who knows? Uh, so if you see me, I may be a walking billboard. We've got new stickers to give away, and you know how I like to, you know how I love to get pictures of people taking pictures in the toilet at Audi Field and having our our sticker on places. You know I love that. Our fans love to put our stickers there, and I'm sure they get immediately removed every game, <laughs> but that's okay. I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> I'm pr- I'm pretty sure you you put one on the. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not don't gonna give advertise yourself your up. Of, <laughs> don't give, don't give me or yourself up. I won't advertise. I won't advertise. Um, but yes, uh, John, you totally dodged the question of whether you buy a kicker's jersey. That's fine. I you might, don't have to answer. I might. You don't have to. You don't have to answer. It's okay. I know you don't. I know you don't care about me. It's fine. <laughs> All right, folks. That's gonna do it for this episode of United ninety six. Uh, we will catch you guys uh, next week. This episode is actually coming out on Wednesday, or sorry, on Thursday, because uh, Kindred Spirits, uh, the Washington Spirit, will play on Wednesday. If you're hearing this on Thursday and said, "Hey," How can I have listened to this sooner? Besides listen to the live stream, which yes. we are doing right now. <laughs> One, $1. $1 on our Patreon or more. gives you access to the private feed. And you get the Kindred Spirits as well, which is uh, also an excellent show we do about covering the Washington Spirit. We'll catch you guys next week. Vamos. Vamos.